mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to the KCLR studios here. We are in Studio 2 for Come On Kind. Onya, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Martin. How are you? I am very well. Pulling a bit closer to that microphone there now, like a good woman for me. Uh, busy weekend yeah. over sport. But the best thing about it is we had no rain. It was dry. It was great. It was great. It was a, a brilliant weekend for Camogie. We had so many, you know, really good, really good competitive games throughout the senior and intermediate um, level. So, yeah, and, you know, we're really kind of hitting down to the boiling point of the championship now. And only four teams remaining at um, intermediate and senior level. And I suppose, you know, only a handful of teams left at junior level as well. You know, we have um, Greg Namana and, of course, John Oxbens Bridge waiting to find out who they're going to be meeting in the semi final. So, yeah, loads, loads are coming up. But the, the year is slowly but surely coming to an end. It certainly is. Someone who was in the intermediate semi-finals is Moonkine. And we have a Moonkine lady with us in studio here this evening because we are going to be chatting to Ava Rowe and her mam Isa very, very soon about a special sport that Ava is involved in. And I'm delighted to be joined on the phone line as well this evening by Ellie Sheehy, who is one of the senior players with Munster Hurling Wheelchair and Camogie team. And Ellie joins me in studio and Ava and her mam Isa is joining me here in the studio. It's great we get guests so so Ellie, you're very welcome. Eta, you're welcome. And Ava, especially, you're very welcome as well. <laughs> Hello, one and all. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you Thank so you much so for much. having us as well. Okay, Eta and Ava is going to stay here with me for a while. So Ellie, I'm going to start with you first because obviously this came about because one of my very good friends, Jack McGrath, is actually uh, one of the coaches that is helping out with the Munster uh, Hurling and Wheelchair Camogie team. Um, you obviously train uh, almost every week. It's in Limerick and Jack is involved with you and he asked me to know, would I be able to give the sport a bit of promotion because obviously you have a big event that is coming up as well so first of all you play with the senior team uh, with the Monster Hurling wheelchair and Camogie team you're obviously a wheelchair user yourself how did you get involved in the sport? I am and um, basically my story goes back a while it started about 13 years ago and I was 8 years old and basically saw the local ad in the newspaper decided to give in a spin with my dad on a Thursday evening and I haven't missed training on a Thursday since. We train usually once a week from 7 to 9 as our seniors and our juniors train from 6 to 7 and leading up to the All-Ireland our seniors have been doing a second training session once a week as well. Well obviously as I said I have Ava here and we're going to be able to get to have a chat with herself but what is the difference between would say the regular sport of hurling and camogie and obviously wheelchair camogie and hurling because that predominantly takes place in an indoor setting I would assume in the likes of a hall or somewhere so how many is able to participate at the one time and what are the slight different rule changes between the two sports? Yeah, so obviously we can't really play outside in the pitch. So we're playing in a typical basketball size hall. And the way we play it is we have six players aside. So you have one goalkeeper, two defenders, one midfielder and two forwards. And each player has a designated zone that they can play in. So the midfielder has access to playing the ball in all areas bar the keeper's square. The goalkeeper can only play the ball in their square. And the forwards and the defenders can only play the ball in their designated zone. So for us, we play in designed sports wheelchairs, which are designed to take a hit 
a lot better than a normal person's body and we use a rubber uh, bossed hurley as well. But since the game has developed over the years, originally it started as ground hurling, whereas now we've developed bringing in sidelines and points from sidelines into the game. And it's developing more and more as we go, but it's actually quite similar to the outfield game. I haven't actually seen a camogie game or a hurling game live with wheelchairs involved in it. Obviously, I have with basketball and rugby. Mm-hmm. And they're vicious sports. Like, there's people that are baiting into one another. You're turning people over and it looks like that the harder you can hit a person and knock them over in the wheelchair, yeah. you seem to get the bigger cheer. Is that the case when it comes to the hurling and camogie with yourselves? Is there much contact involved? I should say no, but absolutely. There is, it's a contact sport at the end of the day. It's not, supposed to be but when you're going in 90 miles an hour to go against your opponent for a ball there's going to be a bit of a bang there's metal cheers it's like hurling with tanks is the best way to explain it so it's very similar to them in the fact that there's chairs clashing off each other but it's done in a safe way like the players have to be tied into the chairs and we have to wear helmets as well Ava's laughing at me here I think she's a Uh, more like a battering ram by the smile on her face. I'd say she baits everyone around in them wheelchairs to try and win a ball back. And Ava's mic is now live. So I am going to chat to Ava there at the minute. Ava, you're very welcome here into KCLR to join ourselves. Do you mind me asking you, first of all, how old are you? Uh, I'm nine years old, but I will be 10 years old on October 22nd. Oh, so the birthday is actually the week of the All-Ireland Finals. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't that be a brilliant birthday surprise if you were able to do well in that competition? Yeah. So you're able to hear Ellie because you have your headphones on as well. So you're able to hear what she says. So is there much contact involved in the sport with yourselves? So, yeah, like we kind of. Yeah, there is. So you don't you don't have to look at ma'am. You're all right. You can you can say anything here to us. You're fine. Okay. Go for the ball, isn't it? Yeah, so like you have to go to go for the ball as fast as you can. But if you don't get it, it's all right. But try and go for it. So how long have you been playing with the Munster Hurling and Camogie team? So I started playing about like the start of my summer holidays, which was probably about like what, like 18 weeks ago? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so we started playing then. Okay, and obviously you, as I said, are from Moonkine in County Kilkenny. So yourself and either your mom or dad or all three decide to get in the car and head down to Limerick. So what is the the journey like from Kilkenny down to Limerick? Do you like it? Yeah, I like it. Is it long? Yes. (laughs) Mammy is nodding at me here as well. Uh, Isa, obviously you are Mammy. Uh, To Ava, you are... um, I suppose the chauffeur to yes, a certain degree. Yes, um, yes. Where did you hear about? Obviously, you've heard from Ellie. She, we know where Ellie heard from it. Where did you yeah. hear about the sport? So I suppose for kind of ourselves, it was more so through the social media platforms that I had seen it. And obviously, because I was a mother to a garden wheelchair, it always kind of caught my attention. And I like locally, it was hard for Ava to get involved in the sport. So I said, I kind of left her grow up a bit. I've, I've been watching it for a few years and I said, look, do you know what? We're just going to take to the road now and pop down and see what it's like. So, yeah, that's kind of it. So we just kind of immersed in ser- ourselves into it. Um, and they've been so welcoming because it is. It's daunting for me to go into it and Ava, but they've been so, so lovely down in Limerick to us. 
Ellie, I'm going to come back to you for a minute before I come back to Ava because I'm conscious that you are on the phone um, as well to us. Uh, we obviously see in wheelchair basketball as well that some of able bodies, as we we'll call them, participants actually strap themselves in the chair and they take part in it, obviously, to... Yeah. Uh, to, I don't know whether to, to see what it's like or to make up teams etc um, is this solely for wheelchair users themselves that will say are not able body or can anybody join in in the sport of wheelchair uh, Harlan and Camogie well for us the way we do it is people who have a disability that can participate in sport so like we have different players with the likes of Spine Vista like myself and Cerebral Palsy and different things along those lines. There's a lot of amputees playing, a lot of people who've been in accidents. But the way we explain it is come down, try it out and give it a go. And I know the way we run it is we have a lot of like teams that come in from different places like the Dewar Bearfield team has often come down because we've had the Limerick Senior Hurlers come in, we've had the Clare Senior Hurlers come in to all give it a go and play challenge matches. So we're really open to a lot of people coming in and trying it and seeing how they get on. So we're really promoting it to absolutely everyone who can do it. And obviously, as I said, the All-Ireland Final, as Ava has alluded to, is on the weekend of her birthday. It is actually in Carlo as well on the weekend, the 21st to 22nd. So you might just fill us in a small little bit on what's uh, coming up that weekend. Is it the whole weekend uh, job or is the matches solely just for a Saturday or a Sunday? Well, the matches are on the Saturday and what will happen is on the day there will be a round-robin tournament where all four provinces will play each other and that will result in two finals at the end of the day, the first and second positions and the third and fourth positions and they'll pass it up, battle it out for the All-Ireland win. Well, we wish you the very best of luck. I'm going to get the proper scoop from Ava here in a minute now what Jack McGrath is actually like as a coach himself because I know what he tells me um, but I want to get it from the horse's mouth herself. So listen, I really do appreciate you taking the, the time out of a busy schedule to, to take the phone call. We do wish yourselves and the senior team the very best of luck in that All-Ireland final and no doubt we'll be in contact with Jack and yourselves to see how things are going and um, hopefully we can have have an All-Ireland champs uh, back here with ourselves uh, the weekend of the 22nd of October. So for the time being, I'm going to let yourself go off because I know you are a busy lady. I'm going to have an extra little bit of a chat here with uh, Ava and her mum just before she goes. But for uh, Ellie Sheehy, they are one of the senior players with the Monster Hurling uh, wheelchair and camogie team. Thanks a million for joining us here on Come On Kind this evening. Thank you very much for having me. I will see you at training on Thursday, Ava. See you then. See you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks a million, Ellie. Right, that was Ellie. She's joining us there from, uh, it sounds like she's a Cork woman. She uh, has a Cork accent. Am I right? Oh, she she's, she's a staunch Limerick woman. Is she Limerick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a kind of a mixture of an accent there. Yeah, with it, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, right, let's, the star of the show ourselves, Ava. <laughs> Obviously, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to do, to delve in a small yeah. little bit because obviously you are in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, can you tell everybody why you are? So when I was born, I was born with spina bifida and then that made me a full-time wheelchair user because if you have spina bifida, you can't walk with it because it's like a spinal cord injury almost. And then, yeah, that's what made me in a wheelchair. Basically, I was born with spina bifida. It obviously doesn't hold you back because you flew through the doors here in KCLR the same as Michael Schumacher would in a Ferrari. So I'd say now you're pretty nifty in that little chair. Yep. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yeah. Uh, ma'am, Ita, yeah. um, difficult 
uh, with herself growing up like um, uh, yeah I suppose initially it was but then y- you kind of come to a point where you're kind of let's just roll with this quite literally let's just get on with this and see what is out there because you only limit yourself in your own mind and so that's kind of when I went kind of looking further afield for kind of things for Ava like she she's involved in her local drama but like with the hurl and it took it, t- it takes a spin she's in a dance group that's another spin down to Wick up to Wicklow. But um yeah, no, I, I have always kind of if I can find it, I'll go to it kind of attitude. That's always how I have been. And she seems so happy and yeah. so joyful. Like I'd say yeah. her personality really, really shines, but I'd say you're a real competitor when you get into that chair in Limerick and you have a, a hurl in your hand. You probably have to wear a helmet because I'd say people around yeah. definitely have to wear a helmet where you are because I'd say now you're a very fierce competitor. <laughs> Would I be right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Straight up, yes. Yeah. You obviously enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so are you going to keep it going and play with the senior team as well? Yep. Would you like to see teams around Leinster? The likes of Kilkenny starting up somewhere or Carlo starting up somewhere closer that you'd obviously get a lot more matches and you'd be able to pay like a an All-Ireland series, like an interprovincial competition with Munster, Leinster and Connacht, etc. I mean, yeah, because like, yeah, like you said, like, they're like I want something closer, like Kilkenny, like etc. So yeah, that might be something. Yeah, that I'd like. Is I it suppose hard? it's it's kind of getting people talking about it, getting to know that it's happening in all these places, and then I think the domino effect happens and it trickles into communities because there in every community there is people that have disabilities or need kind of extra needs that can be met. In, in sports and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what we're at here today, isn't it? Kind of get get yeah. the ball rolling and get talking about it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I, I often find out and I often, I, I don't know, I'm not into politics and all that, but just the word disability doesn't sit right with me at all at all. I know, I know. it's the, the legal jargon and yeah. the terms yeah. there with it. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm looking at Ava, I don't see someone with a disability. I see someone that has different ability to yeah. somebody else and she's well able to do what she's able to do and play sport yeah. whether it's in a wheelchair etc um, and that is fantastic to see have you any siblings any brothers or sisters I have one little sister yeah one little sister how old is she she is one and a half She's, she'll be two in January I bet you can't wait until she gets a bit older and you'll be able to play wheelchair camogie together yeah she does. She's yeah. she's she would hop in the chair any chance she gets now, doesn't she? When you're out of it, and yeah, like when I'm out of it, she'll literally just go straight into it. <laughs> she's like, let's get into it. Eta, as we said, the big weekend obviously is coming up for the All Ireland hmm. final, the weekend of the twenty second. Can you give us a bit more detail with it? Obviously, we know it's somewhere in Carlow. Um, are they playing it in the SETU Arena? Do you know or? Uh, no, Carlow IT. Carlo IT, it's been held in. Yeah, that's the new SETU. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Or, so it is in the college yes, up there. Yes, yes, yes. Lovely yeah. spot up there. Brilliant, yeah. uh, brilliant facilities. You're really going to like that, yeah. Eva. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been in it several times and it is beautiful up there. It is. And it's great, like the the senior the senior team there. Because when I went into it first off there, I was kind of like, okay, we'll see how it goes. But with the senior lads, they're they're really tough. They're like, it's such, it's such a high impact sport. I know that is Harlem, but when you when you're putting wheelchairs into it it's just it's phenomenal to watch it really is like it's great well, as I said I, I do watch uh, wheelchair basketball yeah. and rugby especially the rugby like yeah. because I, I'm a mad 
you know what for uh, <laughs> contact sports and uh, I love rugby contact as well but to yeah. watch the fellas in the wheelchairs and they're literally just getting belted around yeah. you're turned and flipped over I mean you could be doing cart wheels yeah. in a chair it doesn't bother them just push yeah. themselves back up and off you go it's just yeah. uh, it's a, a, a brilliant to watch and it's uh, it is fantastic um, you're obviously going to school what school do you go to? Uh, I'm going to Port Law National School. Oh, very nice. So you're going across the bridge over to Port Law. Yeah. What's it like? Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I I lived over in Port Law once and we were going to Port Law and, and my mum asked, did you want to move to a different school? And I was like, no. <laughs> she wanted to stay put. Stay put, yes. I'm going to ask you a silly little question now. Had you ever got a teacher that was over there? Um, She was an SNA called Claire Cullinan. Um... I mean, I had an SNA called Claire, but I don't know, like that's a, a sub SNA, but like yeah, that's Most her. Been. Yeah, yeah, because that's my bestie. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah. Claire is my bestie, and she has uh, she has been in Port Law several times. Yeah, as well. Um, and she doesn't reveal any information, but she has always said that there's a bright, bubbly oh. little girl <laughs> in a wheelchair. And I could never put two and two together. So now I know who the bright little yeah. bubbly girl is in the Me. wheelchair. Me. <laughs> Me. Ava, it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to yourself. I hope the All-Ireland weekend goes very, very well for yourselves. You yeah. can tell all of your classmates now that you are going to be famous because this goes worldwide over as far as the United States of America. People will be listening in to how great Ava Rowe our little star who plays with Monster Hurling Wheelchair and Camogie. And would you believe it that actually we had the USGAA chairperson uh, or coordinator on the phone with us uh, and she's a Glenmore woman and she lives in uh, America and they are now twinned with Monster. So you never know. You never, never know. You never know. There might be a wheelchair uh, Camogie (laughs) and Hurling team set up in the USGAA going to play the Monster team and you know, we might even organise that and see can we get a trip over to America um, <laughs> to, to, to play, to play some class. of the Americas <laughs> if we could but it all goes well San- yeah. Sa- Sandra Holland I am throwing down the gauntlet to you and the USGAA counterparts in uh, America because you are twinned with Monster GAA can we make this happen please because we have a very talented little girl here from Kilkenny who is brilliant at Camogie and we would love to see herself playing uh, internationally as well and it would be great so I am now throwing down the gauntlet to you over in America to see can we make this happen for the time being to Ellie who joined me earlier on on the phone to Ita her mam. thank you uh, I suppose for all that you do because it's not easy um, being a mam and bringing players around but when you have to travel so much as well yeah. to give that little girl so much joy because we can see it really means a lot to her the parents obviously don't get enough thanks and I know you do it because yeah. you love the children and the whole lot but yeah. um, well done to yourself yeah. and Ava keep it up Yeah, and don't be shy with that stick yeah. and that's coming from a referee <laughs> so if there's nobody looking and you can get away with it get away know, with it get away with it you're dead right <laughs> Eater Rowe and Ava Rowe thank you so much for joining us on Come On Kind and we look forward to hearing all about the All-Ireland weekend very very soon Anya Ava is such a bubbly little girl and I mean it's a huge commitment for herself and her mam every week to be driving from uh, Kilkenny down to Limerick to take part in the wheelchair camogie and uh, hurling um, event but what a little trooper a yeah, star absolutely you know it's, I suppose 
to have to get into your car for an hour and a half, two hours every Thursday evening to go down for an hour session. Like it's great that they have the facility there, but it's just an awful pity that they don't have maybe a facility like that closer to her. And, you know, listen, I suppose you could say that about the, a, a lot of things as well. But, you know, it's absolutely great. She has just a really fearless attitude about her, um, as you said, like really bubbly, um, you know, and I'd say she just, she thoroughly enjoys it. And I think it's, you know, the simple things in life are as well. And, you know, it's great. It's, it's really good to see that you know that she's been able to get involved in something that she loves and you know absolutely brilliant and I would I would actually love to see um, a, a wheelchair hurling and camogie game live yeah, I think I it would think be, be brilliant, brilliant. Really right, do. I think yeah. it would be brilliant Right, well, somebody who's going to see an awful lot of live action over the next couple of months is obviously the new Kilkenny Senior Camogie Manager and he was ratified at a county board meeting last Tuesday evening. We had him on the podcast before, but obviously in a different capacity. He was with a different county as well. But Peter Chapclear, the worst kept secret in Camogie circles in Kilkenny anyway has been ratified as the new senior Camogie manager and he joins me on the phone line right now Chap how are you this evening? Good evening Martin how are you? All good I tell you only now I mean I know you're a counsellor as well but we had uh, a little bubbly girl in a wheelchair in here that's mad looking for to play hurling uh, or Camogie uh, wheelchair hurling and Camogie and they have to travel to Limerick I don't know whether you caught the end of the, the interview and that was there but um, we certainly would love to see something uh, coming up in the line so maybe we might park that for another day in your different role and see if we can uh, come to terms with something like that but in the role that you are in it is the senior manager's job congratulations first of all on the appointment obviously you must be a thrilled man that you're able to coach um, and manage your own team in Kilkenny but I suppose a team that has been uh, you know successful in the past and you're looking forward I suppose to bringing a bit more success yeah, absolutely. Uh, I suppose first of all, it's an incredible privilege and, and a huge honour to uh, to manage your home county um, in, in any sport, but obviously in Camogie, where Kilkenny are so so competitive year in year out. Um, if you look at the at their their record over the last ten years, they've been they've been there thereabouts uh, along with Galway and Cork uh, consistently. So, look, it's a huge privilege, it's a huge honour to uh, to be asked to take on the role, and it's one that that I take very seriously and that I'm really really excited about and looking forward to uh, to getting stuck in. I know I suppose you were tying with the fact that you were with Carlo last year and you had a, a successful enough year, you know, for the want of a better phrase. You did get promotion from Division 3 up to Division 2. Um, you were in the Leinster final as well. You know, the championship maybe not went to the way that you would have liked it to go. And, but it certainly was a, a successful year with Carlo. So I suppose the fact that uh, when the job came up with Kilkenny, you may have been torn a little bit whether to stay or to take on the Kilkenny job. Job? Yeah, well, I suppose. Look, look, I love my time with Carlo, um, and I, I, I loved every single minute of it. And they were a fantastic group of girls. And from where Carlo had come from uh, in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two to achieve what we achieved uh, in terms of, of of winning the league and getting to Leinster to be the final um, and retain their intermediate status, I suppose everything that uh, that we had tried to achieve, we did. We would have loved to have gone further in the championship, but uh, I suppose it just wasn't to be. Uh, for 2023, but the progress that was made uh, was was fantastic, and they were they were a brilliant group of girls in Carlo, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what they achieve uh, going forward because some brilliant talent there and some great players coming through. And um, I suppose look when, when the opportunity to get involved with your own county, Martin comes, um, it's, it's it's a once in a lifetime opportunity really, and it's just something that um, that I obviously have a huge interest in, and I just uh, you know when the opportunity came, I just jumped at it, you know. 
I suppose next up, um, we, we heard an interview that you done with Shane during Scoreline as well, during the weekend as well. So obviously you're following in the footsteps of the likes of Brian Dowling who have been there before you. And each manager brings their own individuality to a team and that's what you want. It's important. Um, and we know that you'll certainly bring your own individuality to the role as well. But I suppose... Do you lean on someone like Brian Dowling before you go into the job to see, you know, what girls are available? Maybe some of the girls that might be thinking of whether they're going travelling or not. What's the first steps for yourself? Yeah, I suppose first of all, Brian has done an amazing job over the last number of years in his role as Kenny manager. And I have spoken to Brian uh, on numerous occasions over the, over the last uh, couple of weeks and he's been an incredible help. Uh, and support and, and insight in terms of his knowledge uh, of Kenny Kamogi that, that he's built up over a number of years and I suppose look I'd, I'd be fairly familiar with the Kamogi side of myself and Kenny uh, having been involved with Clare over the last number of years so uh, I think somebody described as me recently Martin as it, it's like it's like having a baby uh, for the first time everybody will tell you you should do this and you should do that but at the end of the day uh, it's your baby and, and, and you have to nurture it and care for the you know and, and put your own stamp on it and I'll certainly soak up as much advice from the likes of Brian and other managers around the country in various different sports. But ultimately, you put your own stamp on it um, and your own style and that's the way it has to be. We're all laughing here at the minute and not out of malice or ranting that way, but when you say that someone says it about your first, there's people that would say it, chap, about the fourth, the fifth and sixth if you're lucky enough as well. So it's not only the first that people will tell you whether you're going right or wrong. You know that being a, a politician yourself as well. But uh, look, as you said, it's something that you're going to relish. There is probably a good group of players that's there. Um, you probably don't know who is available for the 2024 panel yet because I'm assuming you haven't met uh, any of the players yet, but that'll happen in the next couple of weeks yeah absolutely Martin and at the end of the day it's, it's really important that all these players are, are getting the opportunity to, to play with their clubs and to flourish with their clubs um, and I suppose look, there's been loads of matches over the last couple of weeks and it's brilliant to be able to see so many of them up close and personal and uh, I suppose there is an existing panel from 2023 senior panel um, and obviously there's an intermediate panel as well and I've met and spoke with Seamus as well and we're, we're continuing to meet uh, on that side of things and then there's, there's a plethora of girls out there who, who haven't been involved in county teams who have an opportunity and, and have shown up for their clubs over the last couple of weeks and for me that's really really important because if you can perform for your for your club in the uh, in the in the in the white heat of battle, or whatever. Then you know, obviously, you, you can obviously bring that to the to the county setup as well. So um, it, it, it's a fantastic time to be involved in Kenny Camogie because there's so much talent there, and there's so much talent out in the county. And I suppose it's it's my job uh, in conjunction with the backroom team that we put together, uh, and obviously with Seamus on the intermediate side of things, trying to put in place as strong a squad as possible to to compete in the three competitions that are there. You know, we've got the national league coming up in February. Uh, we've got the Lentil campaign then in April, May and then obviously into the big one into the other in series which is what it's all about really you know you mentioned there about being able to get around to all the matches because obviously you are or are was involved unfortunately with Clara it didn't go too well um, over the, the weekend as well we won't dwell too much on that at the minute but obviously as a manager you are able to see other teams play but I suppose the way that maybe the fixtures have been done this year that you were able to get to a few more matches um, during the, the weekend as well instead of maybe being just able to see one or two of them 
Absolutely, fixtures have been a godsend this year. You know, I mean, I mean, in the past, I remember last year. I think every match was probably on a Sunday morning, at eleven o'clock, and there wasn't really the opportunity to get to see opposition teams you might be playing. But I suppose over the last number of weeks, uh, between league finals and intermediate matches and senior matches, and been spread over the two days, it, it, it's been really good to be able to go and see. Uh, I suppose players performing with their clubs because for me that's the most important thing because if you're performing for your club um, and you're doing it for your club on the biggest days well you know as I said to you if you can do that uh, it's something that you can bring forward to the county so um, yeah and, and I suppose the other side of the Martin is the, the, the championship is so intense and it's, it's, it's happening so fast that we're in a situation now where you know, senior and intermediate grade in particular, you've only four, you know, got the semi-final stages which are taking place this weekend. So once this weekend is over, you've got two teams senior and two teams intermediate left. So um, it's 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 been really exciting. It's just been match after match, match after match, which is brilliant. Um, and I suppose, you know, um, I just think it's really important that the girls that are involved in their clubs that are given that opportunity to, to finish out the year with their clubs uh, and then we can look at the at the county savings after that. Well, obviously, I suppose you'll be out the weekend as well with two double headers with the senior and intermediates that you're already after saying. You probably will have some of your backroom team there. The backroom team is probably known. I do know who it is. I'm conflicted. I'm not going to say it out loud, to be fair, because that has been decided. There is some of the people that's still involved with uh, clubs and hurling and camogie around, um, and that's not going to be announced yet. You have one or two more that maybe will be coming on board with you. But it's a great opportunity for all yourselves as well because there's a lot of a newbies that is there that maybe weren't involved with Kenny Kamogi before that they can actually go out with you and see what is available and it's always good to get a, a second or a third pair of eyes looking at different players as well to see who you have available maybe for next year or to bring into the setup. Absolutely and, and I mean it's, it's like anything with, with change and I suppose with, with Brian and his management team stepping away I suppose it, it is a fresh perspective for a lot of players and there is opportunities going to be there for the existing panel of but also any other players that are out there that are performing that are putting their hands up I mean there really is a fantastic opportunity to uh, to, to put your hand up and say you know what uh, I'm here uh, and I want to be picked and I think I'm good enough and uh, my job and, and Seamus' job as the intermediate is to make sure that these girls get their chance and, and when you get your chance uh, it's up to you then it's up to the player individually to, to go on and take it and um, as I said to you there's, there's a lot of girls that have really performed brilliantly over the last couple of weeks and uh, those that are still left in championships and even relegations still have opportunities to really put their hands up over the over the next couple of weeks We've heard and I mean everybody knows uh, even during your interview over the weekend as well you are a very proud Blacks and Whites man you uh, grew up there you've been playing with the Blacks and Whites as well when you were representing Kilkenny you were a Blacks and Whites player um, to the fore you've always said that the club should always come first uh, before the county without the club players we wouldn't have uh, county players as such so it's a, a great achievement for the club as well in particular but also you have young players you have young uh, girls that is playing with Blacks and Whites as well and now their dad is going on to train the Kilkenny team. So how has the news been taken at home? Yeah, I suppose, look, I suppose, first of all, um, I, I'm incredibly proud of, of where I'm from. Um, I absolutely love my club and I love my county, as John Milland used to say years ago. But uh, I am incredibly proud of, of, of where I'm from. And um, and I think every player that represents uh, their county, at whatever level, be it as a player or a backroom team or management, um, they're all incredibly proud of where they come from. And they know they wouldn't be where they are without, you know, you think of the brilliant work that was done with you as a player when you were seven, eight, nine, ten years of age and every time you take the field for Kenny, you always have to think of those people that, you know, volunteered and selflessly gave up their time to allow you to go and, and achieve your, your dreams, be male or female. And I suppose, look, I have four daughters at home, so um, that's why I suppose I've naturally drifted towards the camogie side of things because 
um, with all them playing Camogie at underage level and stuff. Uh, and they're only young, but but them being involved in Camogie underage was just a, a natural flow over to that side of, of things for me. And um, look, I, I love being involved in Camogie. It's something I'm very proud of. I'm very proud of my club. Um, and I'd like to think that they're proud of me as well. Um, but look, that's, that's been grand for the last couple of days or whatever, and it's great and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we have to roll up the sleeves, try and put in place a really strong panel um, to enable us to go ahead and compete for first of all the league, then the championship. Um, and yeah, it's something that we're, we're, we're looking forward to. Well, no doubt as young ladies who follow the sport of Camogie and who play it and the whole lot, I'm sure they'll have a couple of words of wisdom for Daddy at some stage during matches, uh, whether the result goes your way or they'll probably be your most best critics as well to tell you where you went wrong if you didn't win the match as well. Absolutely. Well, look, when I told him I was going to be training at Kikini, there was a few eyebrows raised there, right? I was uh, <laughs> questioning my capacity or my ability to do the job, which is great because if you have that foundation and that humility at home, uh, it goes a long way because you know, at the end of the day, you have to put your head down and work hard at everything. And um, no matter what happens in life, when you get home to your, to your own people and your own family, uh, that's the most important thing. We play a sport, we play Kamogi because we absolutely love it. There's absolutely no sacrifice at all. Uh, we do it because we want to do it and we want to be involved and uh, and, and that's what it's all about. So, look, as I said to you, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks and, and, and starting the ball rolling and getting stuck in and hopefully trying to achieve something very special for 2024. Well, we're certainly looking forward to the, the journey with you as well. And no doubt we'll be a, a regular with ourselves on a Come On Kind because I know that you are very good to us um, here in giving your time um, and giving us interviews as well. And hopefully that'll continue on with the Kilkenny setup as well. But for the time being, Chap, congratulations on the appointment. I know that you will take this with uh, every bit of seriousness as you do in any kind of a job, including with your work um, as well, because we can see what uh, things get done um, you know down your own direction and when things are minds are put to things and you know you will do everything with a 110% we know that and we're looking forward to the journey but once again congratulations on the appointment and the best of luck for the upcoming season Thanks very much Martin really appreciate it thank you that is Peter Chap clear there and really do appreciate him taking the time out to have a chat with us on Come On Kind because he really is um, a fantastic uh, person and even with Carlo last year we know that he was a a great ambassador and a great servant and always so willing and giving of his time as well so we thank him so kindly what do you make of the appointment? Yeah I'm delighted to be honest with you I think it's certainly um, it's certainly a step in the right direction you know there's we could certainly say that Brian Downer and his management team have done an awful lot for Kenny Camogie over the last couple of years and you know, it obviously is going to be big boots for a chap to, to, you know, follow in. But I think it's a really, really good, I think we're going in a really, really good tr- direction. I think he's going to be very, very approachable. Um, I think he's going to bring a different dynamic to the whole setup. And I'd, I also think that he is going to probably bring in some fresh faces as well. Um, and I think that's, you know, we certainly, we certainly will be looking at that every year you want fresh faces to be coming in. Um, so yeah, I'm delighted. I'm delighted with the, the appointment. Um, and I think it's, I think it's really going to do really well for Kilkenny this year and I'd be excited to see a lot of the new players coming into the fold as well so yeah really really good delighted and I wish him and his management team whoever they are the very very best of luck this year
Well, we'll delve into that a small little bit more because somebody who would be very uh, knowledgeable of how that man works is obviously one of the Kilkenny, or not, I was going to say Kilkenny, the Carlo players, and that is Kate Nolan. But Kate is joining me for a different reason because Michael has only gone and won their 24th consecutive county title in a row yesterday at Netwatch Cullen Park. And what an achievement it is. And Kate is one of the Carlo stars as well. And she joins me on on the line now. Kate, how are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Hi, we are all very well here in Kilkenny today. Thank you very much. Um, great achievement for yourself and for the club. I mean, you're probably only a handful of uh, clubs around the county, or Ireland even, I was going to say the county, but around Ireland that would have that many titles in a row. I'm thinking of maybe like Bally McCarberry's with the ladies football title in Waterford or Camros in Leash. You're certainly up at the top of the pile as well. 24 and not out yet. Um, a phenomenal achievement for yourselves and another one for the club itself. You must be very happy up there. Ah, yeah, look, we're absolutely over the moon. Um, every year you set out again, you know, and your first step is the county title. And we all, we get asked a lot, and I suppose, questioned a lot on where, how we stay going. Or, but, you know, it's just a drive to be successful. Um, so, look, it's, every year it's as sweet as the previous one. And um, you don't get sick of it, really. So, look, we're absolutely over the moon. Uh, we woke up very happy this morning. So, yeah, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic achievement for a club uh, so I was very lucky I walked onto a very successful team and have been successful since so we're just we're over the moon there's no other way to put it really What keeps the hunger going Kate because obviously to, to win that so many now you haven't been there for all of the 24 you said you did come on later on but you're looking at the, the likes of the Kira Quirks that's there you know Newell Quirk her mum would have been there for many a year as well winning county titles and obviously there there's a, a cohort of players that is there and there's obviously a belief in the team when they go out at the start of the year but what drives the team on what gives you the passion and the hunger um, I think it's just the fact that we just we yeah uh, we love to win. I suppose uh, we love to be successful. We love the feeling of um, you know being a successful team. And uh, I suppose there there was as you said there was a good good cohort there that kind of instilled to us at a very young age about being successful and growing up in Maisha Camogie, seeing the senior women being so successful. You just I suppose subconsciously have it from a very early age. Um, I suppose what what's on the line for us is what keeps us going, you know, what we are capable of doing and I suppose our past achievements, you know, of being quite successful at club level and see that we're able to compete at a good level and a high standard keeps us going, you know. Um so yeah, that's what it is. It's it's really like it's it's a mind frame and it's it's something that we buy into every year and we have been for years. Um so it's just the want to win, the want to be successful and, you know, they want to be playing at as high a level as we can. So that's what keeps us going really. And not only is your senior team playing at a high level, but obviously the next team down as well. You had uh, your other team in the uh, junior final that was up against Boran Rangers as well at the weekend. I suppose for the club itself, it is fantastic on the same day to have two teams in the county final um, and two of them performing at the, the top level as well. It wasn't so lucky for the junior team. But, you know, how much of, a, I suppose, cooperation is there maybe between the two teams or do you train together and try and push one another on and to uh, bring up the standards of all the players that, you know, is driven for both teams, that both teams are kind of nearly treated equally? Um, no, we don't. We wouldn't train together, to be honest with you. Um, Mary Nolan and Sheila Ryan keep, keep the juniors going themselves. And um, now, obviously, there's a cohort of the junior team that would play with us. 
time. But you know, a lot of the junior team are are, are players that would have played on the senior team and played to high level. So they, they know what's expected of them. And um, and they also have that um that want to be good, you know. Look, it was yesterday was absolutely fantastic. It was it was history made for our club. Um, and I remember when the, the juniors made it to the county final, like we were just immense, so proud of them. Um, you know, because the juniors team started a couple of years ago. Um, and I suppose this year they were they were have been you know they've been playing and different kind of contestants and finals and stuff. But to make it to the county final this year was an absolutely massive stepping stone, and it really goes to show that when the work is put in and the drive is there and the want is there and the effort and time is put in, it really does pay off. And to have both teams there yesterday was absolutely amazing to walk in and see that Marshall had two dressing rooms and marked for us because our juniors and seniors were in the final was was brilliant and we were just so proud of them and we were so proud of we could be there supporting them um, and hopefully this, this year is a drive on for them to stay going as well Obviously as a captain of Carlo last year you had a, a phenomenal run when it came to the league getting promotion as well and being able to captain the Carlo team you obviously have players from Burn Rangers that was on the, the panel so it was great to see them winning their first county title at junior level yesterday you probably remember your first senior title with Michel so for, for that club um, who was coming along and putting in the work like yourselves as well it's great to see that they are now reaping the rewards at that level it's fantastic. Like to think that Burn Rangers club is not even twenty years old. It's absolutely amazing and to have people that are competing at a level where um, you know, they're contesting with the Maisha players and stuff is fantastic because obviously there's there's a much longer tradition of camogie in the likes of Maisha and Rangers and that. So, you know, the Burn Rangers are completely up and coming as a club as a whole, the male and female, you know, they're they're um their lads team had a great win there over the weekend so yeah it's fantastic and look again they're reaping the rewards of all the hard work that was put in by the, the likes of Linda Kenny and that um, so yeah look it's fantastic and it's brilliant to see there's new clubs coming up in Carlo um, because there is a good standard of Camogie in Carlo so it's brilliant that girls who were living in areas who didn't have Camogie I suppose growing up can avail of that now so it's fantastic It'll be a busy couple of weeks ahead for yourselves because obviously the Leinster campaign is going to start towards the end of October. You had a good run in that last year, meeting a team from Kilkenny in the Leinster final. We always like to see the local derbies in that and no doubt uh, you'll have a big say as well to say in the Intermediate Championship at club level this year. I suppose we did talk about Carlo um, and I'm not going to put you on the spot and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I suppose the news um, obviously came to you there a while ago that... Uh, Chap Clear was stepping down as your manager from Carlo this year. How was the the reaction taken in Carlo to the news? Ah, look, it's I suppose it's it's Chap's own choice, and we had a very successful year last year. Do you know, like we set out at the start of the year to to win the league, and that was very successful for us, and we regained our our inter- intermediate status. But look, people make decisions, and there's never any hard feelings when it comes to it. It's if it's right for someone in any walk of life, it's the right decision to make. So I'm just delighted for Chap that um, you know, that we had a good run last year and he was absolutely brilliant. He was you know, he got girls back in playing county and um, hadn't played in a few years and the like. So um yeah, look, obviously we're you know, there's an element of, you know, disappointment there in that for selfish reasons that we don't have him anymore. But look, he's going on to to um a new adventure now with Kenny Camogie and, you know, he's going to do fantastic and I wish him the very, very best luck with that. And um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll see what's in store next year for Carlo Kogi uh, when it comes to manager. But um, I just want to wish Chap all the best next year with Kenny. There won't be a bother on him.
Well, we, we'll uh, reiterate that sentiments as well with yourselves because we can't wait again to follow the journey with yourselves in the National League like we did last year. Um, and congratulations again on the title. No doubt, as I said, Michael will have a part to play in the Leinster Club Championship this year and we will be following uh, all those proceedings as again we did last year as well. And who knows if the draw is favourable, we still could have another Kilkenny and Carlo uh, Leinster final again this year which will be great for the two counties. But Kate, thanks a million. Congratulations on the success. Uh, thanks for joining me again this evening. Apologies, it's a bit later than uh, I thought it was going to be, but I really do appreciate you giving up uh, your time and having a chat with us on Come On Kind. And the very best of luck going forward for the rest of the season and to yourself and the Carlo team at the start of the league for next year as well. Thank you very much and thank you for having me on. You're very good. That's all. You're more than welcome. That was Kate Nolan there, the Kill... Or I was going to say the Kilkenny. I'm always getting mixed up between the two. The Carlo captain from last year, but one of the Michel players that was involved in the county final at the weekend. 24 victories in a row. Anya Fahi, I can only a dream of what 24 victories in a row would look like. But for somebody to do it, um, phenomenal achievement for the club, to be fair. I'd love just one to be honest with you um, yeah but you know serious credit where credit is due might have always been I suppose the the, the, the face of Carlo Camogie um, down to the years and you know 24 county titles absolutely amazing and you know they just seem to be getting stronger and stronger but just as Kate alluded to there it's great to see new clubs being established in Carlo as well because there is a really good standard of Camogie in Carlo so it's really good to see new clubs up and coming it's only going to promote the, the Camogie in Carlo um, even better so congratulations to Michael and you know what they're going to be they're going to be putting in for a hard shift and putting in for a tough shift in the Leinster Championship as well and well done Burn Rangers yes absolutely. first county title brilliant for them and I'm over the moon for Linda Kenny because the amount of work that that person and that lady puts in to everything she does in Camogie end of things she really does uh, deserve to reap some of the reward because she started a lot of the work that's going on there so well done to everybody involved in Burn Rangers and well done to Linda Kenny and all the, the crew there as well right let's move things along nice and briskly because obviously there was plenty of action taking part in Kakenny over the weekend the first of the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship quarterfinals took place and this was Dixborough versus St. Bridget's and this was a victory for Dixborough they put themselves in for a spot in the senior semi-final which will be getting played at the weekend and the result of this one was 117 to Dixborough four points to St. Bridget's St. Bridget's will probably be a little bit disappointed with it yeah they probably like of course they're going to be disappointed anybody who's going to lose at this stage of the championship are obviously going to come out very disappointed but I suppose like it was always going to be a tough draw for St. Bridget's um, coming up against Dixborough who you know are probably and the hot favourites for the championship this yep. year um, and you know raking up a scoreline of 117 to 4 points as well um, it's the points that they're consistently getting for me Dixborough like they're ranging from anything from 16 points 24, 25 points a game and you know that that's some that's some crazy scoring there but um, not a not a huge not a huge surprise but you know that was always going to be a very very tough task whoever came up against Dixborough it certainly was. I suppose they're putting themselves in line for the semi-final spot and we know who they are going to come up again um, a little bit later on because the draw was done earlier on this morning. The second one of those matches was Winegap and Tolerone, your own club, 114 to 29, 17 points to 15, mm-hmm. two points in it in the end. 
a disappointing end to your own season, I suppose, and disappointment for the club. Um, good result there for Wine Gap because obviously it's going to put a new team into the county final now come uh, two weeks time. But mm-hmm. yeah, disappointment for yourselves? Yeah, obviously, absolutely disappointing. Um, You know, devastated for all the girls. They put in an awful lot of work this year. I think, you know, as a club, okay, yes, we don't have any silverware, you know, from a senior point of view bar our own bar the, the tournament that we held in, in Tullerone which was very very successful as well um, but the one thing I I certainly felt from this year is um, there was a great attitude great atmosphere amongst the girls and I think you know if you can if you can gain that out of a year you're really after gaining something and it was brilliant to see like and listen the girls are obviously disappointed I suppose you know it, it really went down to the wire it was only in the final four or five minutes I suppose where you know, wine gap kind of, you know, they got that goal and then Molly Walsh popped up, popped up with a point there to kind of reassurance. And, you know, it was just, I suppose at half time we went in five or six points down and, you know, we had to knuckle down and, you know, work really hard in the second half. It was a great game of Camogie, I'll have to say it. I'm very, very proud of all the, all the, um, Tullerone girls and they did extremely well. Um, and just listen on the day, wine gap just, you know, they, they pushed themselves over the line. But again, it, it was a cracker of a game. Yeah, it certainly was. Only two points in it in the end. Nothing really mm. um, when you look at it. But that put one gap then into the semi-final draw this morning. Who was going to join them? Well, it was going to be either James Stevens or Barrow Rangers. These two teams met in the county final two years ago with Barrow Rangers coming out on top in it. And... Barrow Rangers came out on top again at the weekend because they won 14 points to 1-9. Two points in it again. A lot of two-point scores in the uh, the couple of the quarterfinals that was there. But nonetheless, good win for Barrow Rangers. Yeah, brilliant win. And I must say an absolute cracker of a game as well. Um, you know, looking at Barrow Rangers, they came out in the first half and they were ferocious. I think was it 12 points to 6 at halftime? 12 points to 6 at halftime? Yeah, they went in with a 6-point lead. Yeah. Um, just missed a goal, I suppose, a couple of minutes before half time. And I suppose if that had gone in, it would have really set the place alight. They they went at James Stevens. James Stevens just they just couldn't click. And I think that was down to Bar Rangers not allowing them to click, not allowing them to get them like, you know, to kind of get the run of themselves. They were pushing in hard tackles. Um, very, very physical team. Excellent. I must say Miriam Bamber Miriam Bambrick was absolutely exceptional um from the middle of the field. You said it last week about Sean Tracy moved back to the centre-back. Yeah. She's a back. Out and out, back, all day, every day. She was phenomenal centre-back. She has a serious she, strength. She does and she holds that back yeah. line as well and very like, solidly. I haven't, I hadn't noticed it because I suppose like anytime I've seen her, I've seen her in the forwards and like, don't get me wrong, she's very good. She's, she's a good player in the forwards but she's, she's so much more comfortable coming forward with the ball and she's a serious, serious slap of the ball. Um, really, really good. Aideen O'Connor, very, very good as well. Really, really good at fullback. She's been consistent the whole time for Bar Rangers. Um, and I also thought Katie Byrne at full forward when she got the ball in around her, she was dangerous. Now she was she was being manned very well by Emma Gaffney, but you know, they had they had a serious tussle there. Um I think James Stevens would be very disappointed, I suppose, kind of uh, that they allowed Bar Rangers to get ahead of them and um, that much in the first half because they were constantly trying to claw it back. Bar Rangers only scored two points in the second half. So like they they but like they'd nearly done enough in the first half to to see them through. But you know, it was it was an absolute cracker of a great cracker of a game. Um really, really good standard of Komogi. 
Yeah, it certainly was. Well, I suppose when you look at it for James Stevens to make the quarter final in your first year up mm. at senior level as well, it's certainly <coughs> something they can build on. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Bar Rangers were the same last year. They got to a quarter final and now look at them. They're going on. They're going on. They've gone that one step further this year into a county semi final and they have a massive, massive opportunity to get to a county to get to a county final. And, and it's something we were actually discussing about this with a couple of people at the weekend mm. because Thomastown had beaten Barrow Rangers earlier on in the year. Yeah. And you look at it now, you have Thomastown, you have Gordon, you mm. have St. Martins, all in the relegation. And Barrow Rangers are going to contest the county semi-final. Yeah, it's like it's it's what a turnover. I think it really, it really, really just goes to show this league and championship two different ball games. It certainly that's is. That's the way it is. Yeah, well, one team that was continuing their good form, the only defeat uh, that I can see that was put on them uh, was Pilltown and Clara, the league final yeah. with Pilltown and Dixborough. You know, it went the way of Dixborough. Pilltown was up against Clara. Clara had an unbelievable game the last day against Conaghy, putting 8-8 on the scoreboard. Yeah. Could they do the same against Pilltown? Unfortunately, it didn't appear that way. But they're a very young team. They did fight to the bitter end, but Pilltown showed their experience coming away with a 3-15 to 7 points win. And Pilltown are the last team into the semi-final draw. Yeah, again, probably not a major shock, but I suppose, as you say, Clara, very, very young team. And, you know, at halftime, it was one nine to five points you know, it could that could have swung anyway, anyway that. But I suppose it's probably the experience from experience for Piltown that really kind of pushed them on. I think, um, I think was it Eva Doyle? Did she score three one? I think Eva got three quick goals yeah, in the first yeah, half. I yeah, think she scored three one there for them. And you know, I suppose listen, she's always going to be a major threat for Piltown. Piltown, they're going well, and you know, like they're really kind of. They're coming up nice, nice and steady, pottering along. You're hearing nothing out of the Pilltown camp and that's the way that the, their management team will obviously want it. Same with Dixborough as well. You're hearing nothing about them this year. So it's, you know, it's good. It's going to be very exciting, but they, they certainly did deserve their win, um, their win at the weekend. And, you know, they're back into another county semi-final. Bring on the draw at 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah. UPMC, Nolan Park, four teams in a bot, in mm-hmm. the cup. Yeah, <laughs> what a draw. And Dixborough and Pilltown were pulled out against one another and Wine Gap and Barrow Rangers were the other team that was pulled out in the semi-final. We can blame the boss. She pulled him out. <laughs> I didn't, thank God. But yeah, two cracking semi-finals in store for the weekend coming up. It will be a double header on Saturday as well mm-hmm. with the first game being Wine Gap and Barrow Rangers. How do you see this one going? Oh, wow, like it's just, they, they are absolutely two, they're going to be two belters of a game. And I'm delighted at the pairings that we got from it. I think like for the neutral spectator, I think everybody's going to be delighted to see this kind of a format because we are going to have a different team um, playing in a county final this year. It's a huge, huge opportunity for both Bar Rangers and for Wine Gap. Haven't seen Bar Rangers, haven't played against Wine Gap. They're both very even, both very, very physical teams. The matchups are going to be key. Who's going to pick up? Like, is Orla Bambury going to pick up Denise Gall? Is Miriam Bambury going to pick up Denise Gall? Miriam Bambury got three or four points from play the other day because she was allowed, like, she it was like she was let, allowed to let roam. She's allowed to do her own thing. If you kind of push her doing a man marking job, are you kind of sacrificing that potential threat she'll have going forward? It's hard to know. Like, you know, uh, you're going to have uh, Shauna Tracy on Molly Welsh. That's going to be very, very interesting. Um, Roisin Breen on Michaela Keneally. 
two powerhouses who are well able to win their own ball in the year. That'll be that'll be very, very exciting. Um, you're going to have oh god, Catherine Foley and Katie Byrne again. Very, very exciting. I don't know, like it's it's a hard one, but I just I really think like I really think Bar Rangers are there just looked like there was a spark about them the other day. I don't know what it was. And I'm going to slightly, I'm going to give the nudge to Barrow Rangers. Okay, so Barrow Rangers coming out on top according to Anya's prediction in the first one. The second game then is going to be between Dixborough and Pilltown. Now, as we said, there was a meeting in the league final. It was the most horrendous day that was ever played in a Camogie match and there was only two points in it in the end. Is this going to be another close one? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And I think both teams know that they've probably drawn the short tr- this short straw in this championship. Both teams, I think, would have probably wanted to avoid each other in a county semi-final. Um, and I suppose it's going to go to come down to who really wants it most. Like, you know, both teams are probably have a... F- Full bill of health, I would imagine now at this stage. A lot of players didn't feature for both teams in the in the league final. It's going to be interesting. I think this one's going to go right down to the wire. Again, there's going to be a lot of, you know, who's going to take up the likes of Aoife Doyle, who's going to take up Casey Power. But on the other end, you know, you've got the Aoife Prendergast there. You've got Amy Clifford there, Jenny Clifford there. Oh, it's going to be, I think up front, I think, Dixborough might have that little bit more firepower and I'm going to slightly give it to Dixborough on that. So you're going to go with Dixborough and Barrow Rangers for a county final this year? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll have to wait very and interesting. see. It certainly will. Well, both of those games, as we did say, is a double header in Thomastown at the weekend and details can be found on kilkennycomogie.ie. Just check it out. Moving along to the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship. Uh, obviously, there was a game played on Friday evening between Emerald St. Anne's and Carrick Shock because of the abandonment uh, the week before due to a player getting an injury from Emerald St. Anne's. We now know that the player herself is okay, but it did mean that somebody had to play a match on Friday evening and then go along and play in the quarterfinal then as well on Sunday which the time scale is so slight and when it comes to it, um, the Roar and the Stieg was taking on Emerald's St. Anne's and this ended up, I think it was 4-7 to 1-7 in the end, victory to the Roar and the Stieg. They march on into the semi-finals. Yeah, like obviously, listen, you have to feel for Emerald St. Anne's and listen, I, I completely understand time frames it was next to near impossible to to try and jig anything around you would have to feel for them they put in a massive massive display on Friday night against a very physical Carrick Shock team like both teams really went at it um, the other night um, you have to say Emma St. Anne's they thrown everything on the line Emma Kenny I think scored 3-1 uh, Chloe Purcell got a heavy knock in the first half and she had to be substituted at half time I thought Neve Sweeney was outstanding Neve Lahey was outstanding Michaela Ryan was very very good as well um, um, some really really good players and listen I suppose they're obviously going to be Saoirse Burke also was excellent as well for Emerald St. Anne's it was always going to be a tough turnaround to, to play the match on Sunday but they can be very very proud of themselves I, I, I think regardless I think I think even if they had the had the week break, I think this was always going to be a tough task anyway. Rohnish Teag are a very, very good team. Um, you know, last year's beaten county finalists. It was going to be a tough task for them. Um, but by all means, they certainly looked like they put up a serious, serious fight to them. 
Yeah, they certainly did. Um, I'm going to move backwards then from the match programme that I have here at the minute. And this was the meeting of St. Lactans and Danes Ford yesterday above in Cannon Cairns Park in Castlecomer. Two, I suppose, of the heavyweights of the Intermediate Championship. Yourself and Paula could not agree the other night of who was going to win this game. But it was Danes Ford who came away with the victory in the end. 113 to 17. Danes Ford march on into the semi-final. Yeah, big result, I suppose. We've been kind of looking at Danes Ford after winning the All-County League, having, I think, it's let's be fair, a very, very poor league campaign. But they, listen, they've turned it on for the championship and at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Um, they're now into a county semi-final. I think Fresher will be a bit disappointed. You know, like obviously they're going to be getting knocked out in a quarter-final stage. Who isn't going to be? Fresher are very, very young, extremely young team. I was just talking about it yesterday, like, you know, their goalie, Caitlin O'Connor, yesterday, 16 years of age. Carmel Marr, is she, is she even, is she 20? I don't think so. Emma Daly, very young, still under 20 as well. Like, I would say the majority of that team are probably still potentially under 20, 22, or still under 22. Um, you know, so very, very young team. And I think they're going to gain a lot of experience for that. I think, like, they're certainly going in the right direction. They can just push themselves forward. Um, they've got some really fantastic players. Like, Lydia Fitz is just a stalwart for them. Um, and, you know, like, you have, like, um, we do have to mention, um, you know she's had a tough couple of weeks and you know we just want to sympathise with all the Fitzpatrick family on the passing of Phyllis um, you know that was a, a, a major factor I suppose who has been a major factor in, in Freshford GA and Camogie circles I saw our um, sympathies go out to, to all the Fitzpatrick family but you know Lydia has certainly been a stalwart for them but I think Fresher can be very, very proud of themselves. I think... It and it was, was nice to see the minute signs before the match yeah, as well for Phyllis. Yeah, well, she has been, like, she's been such um, a vocal and dominant figure in camogie circles throughout, not just Kilkenny, but throughout. Like, she's been travelling up and down the Lenten breadth of the country following the girls and the boys hurling and camogie for umpteen years. Um, you know, and she will be sorely missed. Yeah, she will. But as we say, Danes Ford will march on into the semi-finals managed by Mike Wall. The team will certainly be on a high as mm. they go into the semi-final and we'll tell you who that draw came out with very soon. The meeting of Ballyhale Shamrocks and Moonkind. Now, I heard people from Ballyhale even saying to me going into the game, God, Moonkind will probably have too much for him. And I was telling him, go away out of you know, but you, you not Bally Hale like I've seen him playing they're mm. a good team mm. this year but I suppose Moan Kine, you could really say didn't get out of second or third gear because they were just ahead in this game and only for that goal really towards the end of the game it would have been a, probably a lot worse for Bally Hale and I think that more than likely they will be disappointed but Moan Kine were in the semi-final last year yep. pushed um, James Stevens very very close to getting to that final yep. um, so they'll certainly be one to look out for this year yeah absolutely again coming up nice and slow you know no airs or graces about themselves I suppose like when you look to them when they were in competing in the junior the year they won the junior if we were all talking about Munkai 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 I think that they've certainly they've been doing their homework they've been just getting by their matches um, and I think this is now I think we're going to see I think we're going to see the real Moonkind this is the real business end of the, the championship now and I think you know Moonkind are certainly going to start producing the goods they had a very good victory over Ballyhale as you said maybe not out of second gear but you know they're going to I suppose when you have a match next week and the week after well potentially the week after you really just kind of need to be looking after the bodies as well Yeah now it was great to see 
Jackie Frisbee and Kiva Fenley back out on the pitch as well for mm. Ballyhale given it socks and they really did do <clears throat> but I suppose when you're looking at uh, the team from Moonkine I mean Sarah Crowley was immense yeah. again at centre back Deirdre Welsh opened the forward line you know Laura has always been consistent yeah, yeah Laura Welsh always. was very good but I have to say the majority of the backs like Marianne Welsh and Marie Corcoran were putting their bodies on the lines and mm. getting hooks and blocks in there as well so um, it was a very good victory I ain't going to cough now <laughs> there we go see Kem yeah. and I suppose like you look at Munkine there's serious momentum building there now their hurlers had a fantastic victory yeah. the weekend as well, well they kind of, the, the last time they won yeah. the county final they the boys po- yeah, the same. they pushed it the yeah. women won the boys didn't it's, win it's no coincidence yeah. you, you know and I suppose they have they have a serious following like you look at probably the majority of that Munkine team they've got brothers and sisters between the Camogie team and the Hurling team cousins boyfriends whatever yeah. the case may be like, oh they certainly wouldn't I wouldn't even like to to even guess how many was on it but they'll certainly be going in it just one thing on Bally Hale I mean I know they were missing a couple of players like um, Devla Doyle was out injured as well um, at the weekend and she would have been a big loss for mm. Bally Hale but I, 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 yeah, I just, I was disappointed. I, I put it this way. I was disappointed with Bally Hale because okay. I've seen him playing. Now, while Monkine were very good yeah. and even Monkine did have another goal disallowed as well, um, I thought Bally Hale now might have really pushed Monkine a bit better than they did at the weekend. And that's mm. taking nothing away from Bally yeah. Hale or yeah, yeah. being disrespectful to him because Monkine were just the better team on the day. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see now where Ballyhale go to for next year. Yeah, it will be it will be very interesting. It's good to see some of their their stalwart players back though as well. You know, they've been kind of because they do have quite a small panel, really, don't they? Um, it, when you look at it, it's big enough. Like compared to some of the rest of them, like they have thirty one players. There's oh, three wow. of them out injured at the minute. Okay. Um, you look at Monkine. They, they have thirty. I mean, if you look at the smallest panel on the the team, it's between Saint Lactans and. Uh, Carrick Shock Carrick Shock with only 20 players and St. Lactons with 21 players and they'd be the, the two least um, so yeah but it is Monkine marching on to the semi-finals who would they meet? Well we're going to find out because Glenmore and O'Loughlin Gales was the last of the quarterfinals played over the weekend first of all great to see Glenmore in yeah, a quarterfinal brilliant. after what was going on last year and happening and yeah. you know we were really worried for Glenmore last year as well as some of the junior teams but um well, Auckland's are keeping their good trend going. They are the league champions after victory over the Roar. They bet Glenmore by eight points at the weekend, 115 to 10 points. They'll be happy with the performance and they now march on to the semi-finals as well. Yeah. You know, no no grave <laughs> shock there, but I suppose, like, listen, you have to give credit where credit's due to Glenmore. I think there was only a point in it at halftime, six points to seven or something like that at halftime. It was close enough, yeah. So, yeah, like, Glenmore certainly weren't going to, they certainly weren't going to go out there to just kind of, you know, turn up on the day and, you know, stand there and make 15 extra bodies on the field. They were going out there. They were going hell for leather on this game. But I suppose you have to look at O'Loughlin's. They're very, very good this year. Really, really good. I think they're really. I think they're going to push hard. I think they're going to push hard the whole way through this year. Well, they certainly could. I mean, we've said it before. You take the likes of Laura Murphy and Laura Green, Green. who was out of it. I found it very interesting. They actually had Danielle Quigley playing centre back at the weekend. I think she's back. I've seen this for so many years. I think she's back. And even if you look at her on the intermediates this year, she was always playing at wing forward. But she was more prominent she was kind of in the game back when into she the back, back line, and yeah. went forward. And because I, I just think she, she's she's got serious pace. Like I think she'd be an excellent wing back option. I really, really do because she's not afraid to get in there, get the ball, and run, run at um, run at an offence there. But listen, let's see how it goes.
At 10.06 this morning, the draw for the intermediate <laughs> semi-final was done. I sound like Big Brother now. Anyway, the first <coughs> of the draws pipped O'Loughlin Gales versus Moonkine. Both of these teams played a couple of weeks ago and it was a close, tense affair. I was at this game and I said it to you, Moonkine did not take their chances that day. When, mm-hmm. they play Bar, um, when they played Old Auckland's. Old Auckland's came away with the victory. This was the league semi-final, by the way. It's a repeat of that. I, I'm getting hoarse, yeah. Um, how do you think this one is going to go? I think it's going to be very tight. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's going to be a serious cracker of a game. Um, I know, like, you know, the last day they played, as you said, like... You know, did Moonkine, they probably didn't take all their opportunities. But then it put um, O'Loch and Gales in an opportunity where that they got to a league final. They won a bit of silverware. They have an awful lot of momentum building with them. And they have because they've kept winning yeah. and winning and winning and you can't beat that. And I think like they just look really, they, they, they do, they look really, really focused or something. Um, as much as I, as much as I love Moonkine and I'd love to see Moonkine go up. I think O'Loughlin's are going to I think O'Loughlin's are going to come out with a victory in this one Well they're certainly pushing very hard for it um, Polly Pocket is not here this evening to put in a counter motion or whatever to it so you're picking the teams I don't for a reason pick teams because uh, I tend not to get involved in that especially when you could be officiating at any of these games um, in any capacity either. So we, we tend to stay away from it. The other semi-final is going to have the Roar in his league up against Danes Ford. This is going to be a titanic battle. Yeah, this is going to be a huge game. Um, huge, huge game. I suppose it's for it's it's a perfect opportunity for the Roar and to get back into that county final that that they were in last year. Danesford, as we've mentioned already, after winning the All County League, very poor league performance, have upped their game now in the championship. Will they have enough in the tank? Oh, it's, it's hard to know. Um, I just think Roar and are going to be that a little bit more influential up front. Like you look at the likes of Korea Langton, Quivacar Marta. It's it's a hard one. I'm going to slightly favour Rowan Stieg in this one. Okay, so you fancy the Roar and the Lachlan's to be a repeat of the league final in the county final this year. Yeah. You could could be right. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, there was a couple of... uh, There was actually only one relegation semi-final on the weekend and that pip Liz Downey against St. Clair's in the intermediate game. Liz Downey coming away with a four-point victory Mm -hmm. in this one. The other semi-final was due to be played, but due to a lack... And we're saying this as well and we're putting out another SOS, but... There was a couple of matches pulled to the weekend because there was a lack of availability of referees uh, for the matches. So um, that one didn't go ahead. But Liz Downey retaining their status now for next year? Yeah, I think they'll be, deli- de- I think they'll be delighted with that. Obviously, they are, um, you know, keeping up with intermediate. I think they've had a fairly decent year this year. Like, And I think I, I, I think if they were to go down to junior, I think it would <laughs> certainly... I think it could could have created a major problem there, and I think it could have, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have helped with the development of the club. Like I think it's a club that needs to stay at intermediate level to be progressing, and I'm delighted that they're staying up there. Well, the other semi final is going to take place this weekend at half eleven in Tullaher, and it's the meeting of Carrick Shock and Monnevat. We've already spoken about this, like with Monnevat. I suppose their downfall at the mm. minute with the lack of numbers and the the lack of. Uh, 
I, I won't say it's a lack of numbers. I suppose the lack of senior players who have left the panel due to whatever reasons and have retired or, mm. you know, went to uh, different places. Yeah. Which I'm going to maybe mention in a minute and give them a plug because they probably deserve one as well. But um, yeah, this is not going to be an easy game for either of the two neighbouring teams. They were amalgamated a few years ago at minor level as well. Yeah. So They're very familiar with yeah. each other. Like It's not as if it's two teams that don't really know much about each other. Like Both teams will know the ins and outs of each other. They've probably, as you said, they've a lot of these guys have probably played together. Um, so it'll be... It, it's going to be tough. Like It's going to come to... I think you have to look at Carrick Shock's physicality. I think I... I, I do I do fear for Mullivat. I just don't think that they have I just don't think that they've been able to put in a performance this year and it, and it's and like we've mentioned this so many times for a team that have been so consistent at senior level have won Leinster's senior titles have gone on and competed in all Ireland club semi-finals and finals I think as well definitely semi-finals anyway they were in semi-final never got to yeah. the all Ireland final unfortunately you know like and then you know it, it was only a couple of years ago that they were competing in a, an intermediate county final yeah do you know so like it's it's been tough like and I suppose like do you kind of look at this is this the, is this a club that needs the opportunity to go back down to junior to regroup itself to you to get the younger players back into playing competitive games like is it an opportunity for them or would it be seen as a complete demise for them it's it's a hard one it's a hard one to look at um <sighs> was a hard one I mean if you look at Danes Ford and the Hurland they won yeah, the intermediate last, last year, year. Oh, back down back again down. this year Carrie Shock won the junior last year are now in the relegation as well this year yeah. you know it's a possibility for that so worrying times ahead for teams that's there two senior relegation semi-finals are also on the weekend we've mentioned three of the teams that's in here already I mean the fourth team is obviously a surprise as well considering that you were tipping them even to go yeah. uh, towards quarterfinals last yep. year yep. but you have Thomastown and St. Martins in the first of the senior relegation semi-finals at the weekend like you look at Thomastown and St. Martins over the course of the last couple of years, well, we all know Thomastown have been competing in county, county finals, but St. Martins have been there, thereabouts. They've been competing in quarterfinals, semifinals. Um, they won a league final not so long ago. Do you know, like, this is, I think this has been, I think this has been a, a major shock. Like, obviously, without the assist, like Adele Coon and obviously cruciate injury this year, that has probably had a major impact on it as well. Um, and other players going wherever for whatever reasons. Um, it's a hard one. It really is. <sighs> I wouldn't be surprised if you see St. Martin's come out with a victory in this. I really wouldn't. I, I really, I really wouldn't be surprised to see St. Martin's come out with a victory. I think this is going to come down to, this is going to come down to absolute and utter physicality. Teams are going to, they're, they're going to, there's going to be a bullying sentiment in this game like it's going to be doggish it's going to be rough it's going to be ruthless um, well, and it's I going think, to be sore bodies in this one yeah, I can tell I, you I think, and I think if it does come down to a dogfight I think you are going to see St. Martins win this game yeah well you'd be fearful for either one of the yeah. two of them teams in it I suppose likewise for Conaghy and Young Ireland I mean while some of the teams have missed players and there's players out injured while Gordon may have a, a couple of players may be injured Predominantly, it's the same team that was there last year. Like I, yeah. I find it a bit of a shock that they're in the relegation semi final. So do I. I think, like you know, they were coasting along in in the league, and but again, it comes down to show like league form has no impact on championship at all. Like and you know, you have to be able to compete. You have to be able to like bring it up a level when it comes into championship. Did they take their eye off the ball in the first round of the championship? 
hard to know. Don't know. I can't answer you know, it, but they are where they know. are now anyway. Yeah, and I, like, I think they will be very, very disappointed, which like obviously they're going to be very disappointed. But again, I don't think they have anything to worry about. I would expect them to be coming out with a comfortable victory in this game. Okay, well, we'll wait and see at the weekend. There was one of the Premier Junior Championship first round matches played at the weekend, and that was Blacks and Whites and Piltown. Unfortunately for Blacks and Whites, it was a defeat. Piltown marching on um, to the semi final or to the quarter final draws at the junior level. Disappointment for Blacks and Whites. Unfortunately, they'll drop into the Junior B Championship now, which they probably give that a good rattle. To be fair to them, because they mm. have some nice players. But they are struggling big time with the numbers as well. When you look only 21 on the panel, yeah. a lot of them girls are very young as well. So yeah. um, disappointing for them. Yeah, I think they're in the same boat last year as well. <coughs> yeah, they were in the, the junior B last year as well. And listen, I suppose this year problem, I suppose when you're kind of looking at young girls, it's about gaining them, gaining a bit of experience for them and, you know, trying to prepare them for, for the championship season ahead. And numbers does, it does impact an awful lot. But I think you have to look at Pilltown. They were, that was always going to be a tough, tough day at the office for Blacks and Whites, I think. Yeah, well, a bit like Michael, they now have two teams that's going forward into the knockout stages mm-hmm. because Pilltown do win to the quarterfinal draw. Premier Junior Championship, slightly different. The two teams that got to the league final have the boys into the semi-final. So John Locks, Bennett's Bridge and Greg Namana are already through to the county semi-finals. They will await the winners of the quarterfinals. And that draw was done at 10 past 10 this morning in UPMC Nolan Park. And the draw picked Dixborough against Pilltown. Hard to believe it, but yeah. uh, as same as the senior uh, semi-final draw, that's going to be a quarter-final draw. And then uh, the Roaring Steag versus Tullaher in the other semi or the other quarter-final, I should say. So two neighbouring county or two neighbouring teams coming up against one another. So how do you see the two quarter-finals going? Yeah, very very interesting, isn't it? I suppose like you're looking at a carbon copy of what's going on at the senior status at the moment. Um, but do you know what? I gave Dixborough the nod at senior. I'm going to give Piltown the nod at, at the junior at junior level there. Um, I'd kind of <coughs> be looking at Piltown to come out with a victory there. In the other one, Roran Steeg and Tullaher. Tullaher. Tullaher for me. Definitely. I'm going with I'm going with Tullaher victory. I well, I know Johnny Barron and his team will be very disappointed in the way that the, the league certainly panned yes. out for yeah, them. Um, yeah. Disappointment there for them. But okay, so you're going with a Tullaher and Hilltown yeah. in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see. Right, we have to give a big shout out to Della Salem Waterford because our friend Brianna O'Regan, who has been on this uh, podcast before, plays in goal with Della Sal. They beat Gaultier in back-to-back finals at the weekend as well. So congratulations to them. Very low-scoring affair there, but it was a really dogged affair and Della Sal will march on now into the club championship in Munster. And obviously, I have to give a big shout out to Clon A down in Waterford because my own sister, Michelle Quilty, was playing with Clon A. That was played in the SETU Arena on Saturday uh, afternoon, early afternoon, half past 12. And not only did she play with Clon A and change from Mullinavat and go to a different county, which I suppose Dad was happy about, but... Mm -hmm. She only went and got player of the match after it as well, getting 1-4 from play in the county final. And as I heard all year, if you have it, you have it and you never lose it, no matter what age you are. And while the legs might be slowing down that ever little bit, 
the skill level will always stay the same. Exactly, exactly. Listen, I suppose you look at Michelle, she's been doing it for so many years now. It is, it's, you know, I'd say Clane were literally rubbing their hands together when when she first went down to them. Should they won the league as well this year? They did, yeah, but they got a couple of players there because Marie Power, Power was then yeah. gone back to them as well because that's her, um, her, home, club. her home club, yeah. yeah. So um, they, they were certainly delighted to get, and actually the Power sisters because um, Anya's there as well. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a girl playing corner forward with them as well that could potentially be another sister of theirs but well. yeah first ever title for Clan A and yeah. they did it in beating Abbeyside and for Abbeyside I think actually it's their third defeat in a row oh god it's heartbreaking it is yeah absolutely yeah, it is but well done to everybody involved in Clan A and to Michelle for getting player of the match as well and we're not only all about Kilkenny we will plug different counties as well um, and I know the Dublin County Final will be taking part uh, next weekend I think as well possibly even Friday night so we'll uh, we'll see how that is going because obviously that has effect on who's going mm-hmm. to play in the club championships when we get to our county finals but it is a long episode tonight and we have been here a while and it is time now to pack up and go home and say thank you for joining us on Come On Kind. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. We certainly have. My thanks to Ellie, to Ava and to Ita. Ava's a rocket star. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. And I would actually love uh, to go and see one of her uh, games live because I'd say she is a little mm. devil when she is in that chair and I would not like to come up against her. But her personality really shone through here, even in the studio. Um and we wish her the very best of luck and hopefully it'll be a very happy birthday for her in Carlo. My thanks to Chap Clear as well for having a chat with us and wish him the best of luck again as the new senior inter- or senior Kilkenny Camogie manager to Kate Nolan, the Michael star and the Carlo star as well for always giving up her time and having a chat with us to the two here beside me who's starting to yawn and that'll tell you it's now definitely time to go because I'm going to start yawning here now in a minute it has been great fun we have had a lot of fun we're nearly down to the business end of the season the semi-finals are on the weekend don't forget to check out kilkennykamogi.com for up to date latest information on all of those fixtures for the weekend and if you're going out to the matches remember please be respectful of our referees first of all we don't have them we're, la- we're, we're slacking on the ground enough as it is and we don't need any more quitting on us because of abuse so please be mindful of that but more importantly do enjoy the games and do enjoy the skill and the uh, passion that is there from the players and we love to see that and we will review all of the proceedings again next week but from myself Anya and Lillian here in the studio in KCLR till next week it's goodbye from us all Bye. 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 This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh